it's great to to be here, especially after the the lovely lunch that we had. To be thankful to to the Lord, but even to the the sisters who had prepared, and we fully <clears throat> are thankful about it. Now, if you want to, the the lights are dim, dimmed, and so if you want to follow with a uh, close eyes, I don't have any problem. Uh, I fully understand that. So. Uh, we we can turn to the scripture, First Corinthians chapter chapter nine, or you have the the, the verse on the on the screen. First Corinthians chapter nine. Verse twenty two. For the sake of <clears throat> of time, we can't read all the passage, but verse twenty two, Paul Paul is writing to the Corinthians and he said to the weak became I as weak, that I may gain the weak. I made all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. I've made my things, Paul says, myself, all things to all men, that I may save some. Uh, I'm going to, to speak about the, the work of the Lord in Albania. Uh, my, my report is going to, you'll see it, it's just a three parts. Some just general information about the country, uh, some uh, information about the assemblies there, and then our our ministry and where we fit with uh, the 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 wider the wider view. So where is Albania? Uh, it's in the Bible, Romans fifteen. Paul says, "I went preaching from Jerusalem unto Illyricum." So that Illyricum is Albania of today is in southeast of, of Europe, right? You are, you are here somewhere, and we are just on the other side. So uh, it's just next to Greece, maybe you have heard, or Italy. It's, it's a small country. It's relatively small. So uh, this is our map. Its population is at 3 million. Now, it will be 3 million Albanians speaking in, in Albania within our borders, but there are up to 6 or 7 million of Albanians speaking in the region, in the Balkan region. So there are 2 million that they speak in the, in the Koso in Kosovo. Uh, they speak the same language. There will be almost a million in Greece. There will be uh, a good numbers in Macedonia or Republic North Macedonia now and in and, and Montenegro. As well, so and in, in the Balkan region, which is the third peninsula in Europe, uh, there will be, as I said, up to seven seven million uh, speaking Albanian. So the language is Albanian, religious by tradition. Now, it's a Muslim country. Uh, as been, uh, we used to, or the Ottomans and Ottoman Empire came. Uh, the country used to be nominal Christian, so Catholic and Orthodox, but after five centuries. Uh, you have 70% of, of Islam. So it's an Islamic country. And Albanian Orthodox is 20% and then Roman Catholic 10%. That's to, to have a general about the demographics and, and, uh, and religion. So capital Tirana approximately is a million. Now, as you saw on the title of, of my presentation, it says Albania, new work, new challenges, new opportunities. And, and this is a big challenge. You have a country of three million, a million lives in a capital. So a third of a country. 
is in Tirana, the capital. And that is, once that, it's a big challenge, especially for people who have, who have moved from, uh, from north and south, east and west, who have come there. They'll come from small places, uh, small villages, for uh, obviously for a better life, or they will come as students and at the university in Tirana, and they will stay there. So it's a big challenge to them, in a way. Why is that? Because when you come from, from your own town or from your own city, everybody knows you. You come in Tirana, you lose your identity. And that is, in a way, a big challenge. But we as Christians have to get that challenge and make it as opportunity. When we talk of the challenges, we have to be fully aware now, the challenge is it's a new, relatively a new word. Okay, actually came, the, the, the use of it came from this land, from America. Okay, uh, in Europe, people or everywhere, people used to talk of problems. See, nowadays you don't talk anymore problem, you talk of challenges. Have you ever thought what is the difference between a challenge and a problem? Now, a problem is there and you say, I have a problem. A challenge is there. And the question that comes into your mind is how I can get over it. A problem is a wall, and you say the wall is there, I cannot move it. I can't do anything, I feel helpless. The challenge is how can I get the other side? And as we all live our Christian lives, we have to see our problems as challenges. How we can get on the other side. There were three, again, three brothers. And they were going to hunt for wolves. Because the fur of the, of, of the you know, the skin of the wolves is, is going quite expensive. So they went there nighttime with their guns ready to hunt for wolves. The night came, they all fall asleep. And here in the middle of the night, the youngest brother waking up and wakes the other. It says, do you see, we are circ- uh, there are loads of wolves around us. Keep quiet. But he woke up the other brother. He said, wake up. We are rich now. Obviously, they were hunting wolves, and they got the wolves. And that's the difference between a challenge and a problem. A big challenge in Tirana, a million of population there, is a crowded city, but that is a good opportunity to share the gospel. As they come, as I said, with no identity anymore, you are no one in Tirana in this big city. You don't have friends. You can make friends. And Christians are there to make them friends, to befriend them, and to invite them into gospel meetings and to share the gospel with them. So I go on. Tirana is a country of contrast. When I think of Albania, Albania is a country of contrast. When I think of Albania, you might think it's a poor country. It is a poor country. It's a country, what they call it today, like a country in development. It's, it's a poor country, but it's a country of contrast. You hear of reports, a poor country, not everywhere is poor. Here we go, two, two pictures. All right, okay, first picture you can see here, a Merc. People love massive cars out there for some reason. And then you see a public transport, uh, a, a donkey. And then another, another picture shows a big contrast. Now, when I show this picture, people think that contrast is, is, is the big mama and the thin lady. No, it's not that. A contrast is, you see where these people live, and then that's a, the town, the city. So it's a country of contrast. 
how the assemblies have started. Yes, there, there is a, always another side. That's a beautiful north. That's sites, and that's Tirana. And that's our, our beautiful sites again. So it's, it's a beautiful country. Uh, tourism, tourism is coming over there. We have actually this year was this year was the, the best ever that we had. So it's, it's a nice country. Uh, remember, I, I I took I spoke of Barnabas that he went and took Saul, right? So young guys, I can come and I can recruit recruit you. So be aware of it. So right, work of the assemblies in Albania. Have started in 1991. Now, before that, there is nothing. When we say nothing, there, there was nothing. Remember, you you have read Mark. Uh, you have read in in, in Matthew. The, uh, the people which sat in darkness, they saw a great light, and that was Albania. After the Second World War, in Albania was established one of the fiercest regimes ever. We saw. Right? You, you have heard maybe of reports on Romania, of Ceausescu, or I know, a, 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 a Soviet Union of Stalin and persecuted church and, and all that. There is no persecution of church in Albania because there is no church at all. For 50 years, more than one generation, the communists established a very hardcore communism. In the country. They wiped out everything that was there. And the young guys, you, that I see, the privilege that you have to be grown up in a Christian family, you don't realize that. I didn't have that. Anyway, in 1976, Albanians, uh, the government had a new constitution. And in a, it was a specific article saying that we don't have any religion. We do not believe. And atheism is our an official ideology. The first country in the world atheist by constitution. A total darkness. I've been raised in, in, in an average Albanian family. I have to come tomorrow to hear that. But... In my childhood, I never heard the name of God. God didn't exist. You go to school and all that. No, it's all myths. Anyway, and that, that, that was Albania. In 1991, the light of the gospel came into my country. And that was <clears throat> this man uh, who came from, from Italy. They were praying for Albania for so many years. Albania was such an isolated and then democracy came. Open up, they came. They came with a team of 10 people, only 10 people. They didn't know any language, they didn't know anything. And then they established themselves in, in Tirana, the capital. When you speak of the, Lord, uh, of the Lord's work in, in Albania, you have to speak of the Lord's work in Italy, actually. Because in March of that year, there were Albanians who left Albania, went to Italy, migrated by boats. And then the assemblies there welcomed them, giving them shelter, shared the gospel with them. And then when Albania opened up in November, they came 
to visit the families of those immigrants and refugees that they, they give shelter. So they had open, open homes everywhere. And the testimony started slowly, slowly in the main cities in Tirana, in the center, you can see, and from Tirana and Vlor and from Tirana and Skoder, from Skoder to Albasan. And this is how everything started. Remember now, you all remember the strawberries. Here's some strawberries now. There are today <clears throat> 15 assemblies and testimony. By testimony, I mean a place where they don't break bread. It's not assembly, but they still can have the preaching of the Gospels. And this is the situation today. People who start in darkness, total darkness, but they saw a great light of the Gospels. The Lord's people is there. So this is our family. Actually, you have the up-to-date photography. So this is our family. We all know now. Uh, look, look at 16. Oops, went too far. Uh, Benjamin and then Esther. So uh, as you might gather, my accent is a bit different. I'm, you know, it's similar to, to, to the Hamiltons. And that is because... <clears throat> My wife is from, from Northern Ireland. I, I moved to Northern Ireland in 2004, and I stayed there for, for some time. As I said, I, I was involved in, in the assemblies in, in Albania. I saw them, loads of assemblies starting up and, and growing. And, and then we met with Sylvia and moved to Northern Ireland. Now, when I moved to Northern Ireland, I have to say that everything is, is nice there. You know, you have a nice house, you have a nice assembly, you have a nice job, and everything is nice uh, but the weather. Uh, but you, you, you can cope with that anyway. And, and as we were there, you know, trying to do our best for the kingdom and in, in our local assembly, and a burden came to, to our hearts. Now, Sylvia was very, still, uh, it's a mission-minded. She has been to Zambia, to Africa, more than once. And so we were praying. And as we were praying, uh, where, where the Lord wanted us. And a burden came to, to our hearts. Remember Nehemiah, when he was in exile? Now, in exile in Babylon, wasn't like, you know, slavery in, in Egypt. They're, they're, they're well off. Daniel, civil servant, Nehemiah, civil servant, and, and all that. But there was one, one day when the king, emperor, asked Nehemiah, he said, why your face is sad, Nehemiah? And Nehemiah said, how my face cannot be sad if I see my people in distress and I see the gates of Jerusalem in ruin. So, and that was the burden that the Lord put in, in our hearts. And that is in 2008. And as we were praying, and I want to, to make a, a long story short, as we were praying, we shared this burden with, with our elders. And we said we feel that the Lord wants us to back to, to Albania. And there they were more than happy to, to commend us to, to the work of the Lord. And that is October 2008. Uh, Luke was two and a half. Benjamin was just a few months old. And then we went back to, to Albania. And I said they were more than happy to, to commend us. Maybe they wanted to get rid of us. But uh, Anyway, so what is our ministry? Uh, teaching, preaching, and training ministry. Now, a big challenge over there is everything is new. 
Okay, I've been to Northern Ireland and I've been so much encouraged by the elderly brothers and sisters. You see, in Albania, you don't have that. You don't have a 60 years old or 70 years old or, or 80 years old Christian. Everything is brand new. And I remember coming back, you know, and the dual carriageway from, from a bush, bushmill Bible reading. And as we were flying on that dual carriageway, we overtook a, a, a brother. He was maybe 80. And his little car, you know, going back to Belfast. And it, it dawned on me, I said, if God has been faithful to him for so many years, the same God will be faithful to me. And he, if he has been faithful to his God for so many years, that means I can be faithful to God, same as him. And as I said, it's a big challenge to him. Oh, everything new. Why is that? Because people are not used. Everything is new. You have to, to translate the, the hymns. You have to, you know, when I got saved 30 years ago, there is no... Bible, there's just a New Testament, everything. Start by scratch. And that, as I said, is a big challenge. You don't have, you know, rather than that you, you, you can call them and say, listen, what about the Ezekiel 37, Ezekiel 38? Is it? No. You have to do it yourself. You have to go to the scripture and read it on your own and find it out. And that is as a teaching and preaching and, and training ministry. So as you can see here, this is not an assembly gathering. This is on Saturday morning when we do Bible classes, when we gather the young people and, and others, and we open the scripture, and we go same as in a class, or, or here with, with nurses. Now, Sylvia, she, she is involved in a, in, a, in a Christian clinic, and what they do, they organize Seminar for the nurses, you know, on, on, on a medical, on a medical basis. But every time that they are there will be a section when will be the preaching of the gospel. And that's, that, that, that's me there. Now, because of COVID, we have learned Zoom. Everybody's learned Zoom. Everybody has gone to, uh, has gone to, uh, has learned to go online and all that. So we're developing a website and Moodle for those who are in education may know what Moodle is. And then we are trying to, to put a, a Bible lesson structured so people can go there, can learn there about the, 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 the Bible, New Testament, Old Testament, and all that. So teaching and preaching ministry it takes a, a lot of our, our time. And then publishing ministry. I started to publish the Emmaus, Emmaus, uh, uh, um, Emmaus courses. I would encourage the young guys to, to do them. I've done... In 1991, 1992, from Italian, what the Bible teaches was eye-opening to me, you know. And I, I started to do them in, in Albanian, translating them and printing them. This before I moved for Ireland. And then uh, when I moved in 2008, we're doing some outreach, but we realized that there was no many leaflets. So we started to, to do leaflets. There is no a proper bookshop. There is just one. Actually, we can go, but there is no a lot of material. So we started to to do to to write leaflets and to 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 print them, hundreds, thousands of them. And now this is the the latest one. As you can see, is COVID nineteen calendars. Calendars. We started to to do them for whew, it's fifteen years now. We print into the country 
and hundreds and thousands of them. As, as, as Paul says, by all means, by all means, as we give out calendars, not only in Tirana, but we, we give calendars to other assemblies around the country. There are people who are asking. And you get, because we put a, a phone number, we put a, a contact detail, there are people who ask questions. And it's quite, it's quite good to see that people read the, not only the, the, the calendars, because especially these, the latest years, we've done some more interactive calendar with a question there, with a, a, a short story or so. And then we started to do books. Now, I, I like books. And as I like books, because I can read them in English or Italian or other language, and then you say, I, I love this, so that people can have that, can read that. And then another thing, another question is the question of legacy. If the Lord does not come for a hundred years or so, nobody will be here. What is the legacy? What we have left? The brother talk, to, uh, talk of a library, 1800 writings. Will we have them in Albanian? So we started to do books. And slowly, slowly, uh, that is our books that we have done so far. And as you can see, you can, this is David Gooding's. And this is John Lennox, Determined to Believe. And this is If You Want to Go Far, or From Now On, Ralph Charles from Assemblies in France, and so on. So good uh, books are a good legacy. And as I said, we, we're trying to do them. Translation is a very long process. I don't translate personally. I do the copy editing. So I get the material, and then you go almost paragraph for paragraph, uh, 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 word by word to see the, the accuracy of translation. And then after that, you read it again for a second time, full book, to see the, how the, the, the thought is flowing, if it makes sense, in, in Albanian. And then again, you print it for a third time, you read it again. So, and to see maybe grammar mistakes and so on. And then came the layout. And also, a part of the translation, the, uh, these other processes, I, I, I'm, I, I do them personally. So, Publishing ministry, we have three, three books. Yeah. Uh, Israel and the Church, a very good book. Ron DeProse, he was, uh, from New Zealand. He's with the Lord now. He's a missionary in, in, in Italy. And it's a very good book between, uh, tells of the uh, difference between the Israel and the Church. Can we trust the Gospels? It's a very, very good book. Again, the challenge that we have there in Albania, we are like a, a sandwich between Islam and atheism. So, can you trust the Gospels? Answer to both, to Islam and to atheists, as atheists as well. And then the, the later one was almost done, has to do with eschatology. So, it's the first book of that kind in Albania. I'm quite excited and soon we'll have it to, to, to print. So, I have to go on. A Bible exhibition, uh, I, I like, I love history. And as I love history, I want that people might know that our faith is based on historical facts. So uh, started the idea of it started uh, when I was in the book fair. I'm going to mention book fair again. But just this is a, a Gutenberg, Gutenberg Press replica, and it works. You see, I'm showing them. I just printed here and just showing them John 3.16. Now, nowadays, you know how you print? You go to file, you go to print, and you print. 500 years ago, it wasn't like that. 
So it's quite a complicated process. But anyway, so, and this is, came the idea of the Bible exhibition to show people how the Bible came. And again, this are some, this is a Jewish scroll, and there's some a New Testament manuscripts. Now there's nothing original or old replicas, but, but they work. So, and then we started to prepare panels, how the scripture came, and this is, what's that? This is the Jews and, and, uh, and Egypt, how they're making bricks and all that. And so, how does it work? It's like a small museum. Here's my van there, and you put them everything on a, on a hole, a bit like that, like this one here. And then you assembled, and here it is. We have almost 40, a bit more than 40 displays, and it takes you, uh, first part is how we have the, how we had the Bible, and then the second will be a, a longest one, you know, from Genesis to Revelation, and it will be a lot of archaeological site pictures, and actually we were on to museum, uh, British Museum to get some high resolution of, of their material as well. They're more than happy to send them to us. So, and what you do, you go to a place and we hire, a, you hire a, a hall. And then you, you put up the exhibition and you go with the billboards, you go on the local radio and you announce it. And then you have people coming. Now, we, because of COVID, obviously it stopped this last two years. We didn't have any of that, but we, we plan to have soon uh, a Bible exhibition. So sometimes it can be an event. If you go in a small town, it can be an event. The mayor will come there and they will have an opening ceremony. And, and so it's, it's, it's a good way to present the gospel, to present the Bible, the scriptures to, to, to people. So I was in the book fair last November and there was a young guy who came and he said, you know, he shook hands with me and he said, do you remember me? I said, I'm sorry, I don't know. I've been to your Bible exhibition. And that was the first introduction. My introduction said to the Bible. Now he's saved, he goes somewhere else, doesn't matter. By all means, Paul says. And then ABC Christian Clinic. Now, Sylvia, is, she, she's a doctor, she's a family doctor, she's a GP, and then she has a license to practice in the UK. She has a license to practice in, in Albania. There's a lot of bureaucracy to get that license, but anyway. So, and this is how they start their day. So all staff is, is, is Christians. And then they are there to serve people and to show the love of God. And they do a lot of training as well for young doctors, young, young nurses. And that is a great opportunity. As I mentioned before, that a lot of, lot of them have come to the knowledge of, of truth through those seminars. We had a, a, a girl in our, in our assembly. And then as she came to, as she came to one of them, she was uh, from, from a nursing faculty. And then she was listening and she, she asked the question, I never heard this, how do you get saved? And then she got saved, baptized in fellowship with, and in, in our assembly. So please pray for the ABC clinic that's during COVID, as you can see, and that's the, that's the staff. And I have to, have to run. What's that? Children's home in Eurocaster. Now, our God is the father of the fatherless. This ministry has started more than 25 years ago by a sister. Commanded by the Dutch assemblies, she came in Albania. Whoever you are, if you are motivated to serve the Lord, brother or sister, you can be used mightily by a great God. She came on her own, commanded 
the elders commanded her. They didn't know much, you know, how she was going. Today, there is a well-established ministry. 15 children, 13 at the moment, but full capacity almost. And we, we, we have them. There is, let me show you. Here it is. It's a home. It's not an institution. It's not an orphanage. It's a home. When they do homework, when they play together, they, it's just a, a lovely environment. So please remember the, the children's home. I'm one of the trustees and I'm actively involved. I go there, visit them, uh, not only to see the well-being of the children, but everything that has to do with legalities and uh, with the staff and, and all that. So please remember children's home in, in Duracaster. And then as a, the new, new outreach, the last but not the least, this is into my heart. Right, in 2009, somebody asked me to take a, a youth camp, and that was uh, in August of that year. And here, here am I, I'm here. You can see more darks here, and I'm getting white. Uh, anyway, one guy got saved there, and it thrilled our hearts. And then I said, is there any follow-up? They said, no, we've just moved. We were in, you know, a year or so. We were fellowshipping in another assembly. There, but this was the other side of, of time. So at the same time in November, uh, I was at the book fair. The book fairs are a massive family event. It's usually the third week in November. And the first time on, on that book fair, I went in 2008. We were just in the country. I took my son, Luke, and visiting the stalls. As I said, a lot of publishing houses, they, they'll bring their books and will be a lot of advertisement and all that. And I said, it's very family orientated. And as I was there, I noticed that every other stall was, was a Muslim stall. So I said, right, we, we have to do something. We have to be here. And then this is how it started. In November 2009, we were at that, at that book fair. Here it is, giving out tracts. And, and presenting uh, people with, with, with the gospel literature. And as we, as that developed, we said, why don't we do something, something else? A kind of, a kind of outreach. Now, people are not church there. If you ask somebody, well, do you want to come to church? No, church is, doesn't mean anything to them. But if you tell them, do you want to come to a conference or do you want to come to a seminar? And I say, yes, okay, it might come. So the first seminar that we organized, was, has man created God or God created man? Because that is a bottom line question. If God has created us, that means we are responsible, accountable to him. So this is how we started. We gained a bit of momentum. And the people, the, the young guys, uh, they were coming, they called themselves Explo. Uh, people are, are great, you know, are mad in English there. They want to speak English and everything of that. They, they called Explo. They said, we are here to explore. And as we explore, we find Christ. Explo stands for explosion also. As we have found Christ, we want to affect others. That they may come to the same knowledge. And that is our motto still is in and out. And as I said, we, we, we gain a bit of momentum that time. We started to have this kind of seminars. And from every fortnight, start every, almost every, every Saturday night. And then we're having, you know, preparing leaflets and, and people starting to come. And we see 
start children's meeting that time, the same time. And as we, we there were four couples. Two couples moved again you know, because they got married, moved to Tirana. And we were having, I said, Bible studies together, and we we're having a prayer together, and we we're having fellowship together. See, something is missing, isn't it? And then in May 2011, we said, right, in fellowship with other assemblies in, in the country, we said we'll establish ourselves as a new assembly. We we're only four couples. Now, out of those four couples who are just left to migration, it's a big challenge, a huge challenge. As a small, as a small assembly, we have seen couples with children left for abroad, for obviously for a better life. Now, we can't, can't stop that, but we're asking people to think about their dimension in eternity. What is going, how much Am I investing for heaven? How much am I investing for when I'm going to be there at the other side, when I'm going to see my Lord as we read, as we sang together? So there's us working as a, as a, as a new assembly. So there's a tent, Sylvia and the colleagues having a medical tent there. And what is that? That's a youth meeting. The teenagers actually, and then this is one of the Christmas dinners before before uh, before COVID. So please pray for the new assembly. Now, last year we celebrated together ten years. We have retreats usually happens in September. Last time we had it last year we had it in 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 May. So assembly in lockdown in lockdown. Now you are all familiar to that. That's Zoom. We discovered Zoom. We never knew Zoom before March 2020. But anyway, in the middle of lockdown, in the middle of, of COVID, there was some bright there, some light there. We had two couples getting married. And they... they oops, sorry. Here it is. And one of them, them now, they are, they are taking responsibility with the youth uh, a meeting that we have. So please pray for the for the assembly. Ten years. This is a historical picture, at least for us. Uh, one, two, three, four. These couple here, they were not baptized at that time. Uh, now they're baptized, but they migrated as well, unfortunately. And ten years after, here we are. We're almost 30 in fellowship, and we have the children and teenagers and all that. Now, before I close, I'd like to speak of, of these two, uh, very dear to, to my heart. Now, they're all dear to my heart, and at least two in special. In 2007, I was in Albania in Vlor, and I was taking some sort of Easter conference. And after one of the sessions, somebody came to me and he said, I want to give you, I want to thank you. He said, why? I said, he said, I want to thank you. I said, mm, don't think I know you, but he said, I've heard you on the radio, said, speaking. And because of that, he said, I got saved. He said, Praise the Lord. Now, this guy who got saved in 207 is his cousin. Okay? And he shared the gospel with him. That time he was engaged to her. He was not interested, but her. She started to come to the, to the English classes. And then she got saved. And then after that, we are having a dinner with all the couples and they were married at that time. And then we said, why don't you come bring your husband? And he came for the first time. And then later on, 
he got saved. And they got baptized just two, three years ago. And then he spoke to her. She was the sister of him. And she got saved. You see, when she came for the very first time in our meeting, it was just Sunday morning. And I said, we're not a big crowd, you know. We don't have this kind of gatherings over there. We wish. As she came on the Sunday morning, she thought that we were faking it. Because people were so nice. People were so lovely to each other. And she said, oh, maybe they are faking it because I'm here. And then after two, three months, she got saved. She got baptized just last, last December. By all means, all sense. Can be a, a, a English class, can be a, a couple's dinner, can be just by visiting the assembly. So be encouraged. The Lord wants us to be used. And you can be used if you allow yourself to be used. And the last verse I'd like to, to leave with you is this one here. Paul says that we may all strive together in prayers. For what? I may be delivered from them who do not believe in Judea. That we may be delivered from the dangers. There are a lot of dangers over there. And then that our ministry may be accepted. And that we all may find ourselves in the will of God. And that's the most important thing. Wherever you are, here in the States, back in Albania, in Europe, in Ireland, everywhere, important is that you may be in the will of God. And that is what we want all to be. Amen.